Are you looking for the ideal gift for the dog-loving children in your family? Jack and Billy Puppy Tales is a delightful story with an important message for children of all ages. It's written by Steve Goodall and Sally Bradbury. You'll follow two puppies, Jack and Billy, during that all-important first year of their lives. It's had some amazing reviews from some of the top dog trainers in the world. Dr Ian Dunbar, veterinary behaviourist, says... I started to smile after only four pages. I couldn't put it down and at the end I could barely read for tears of happiness. This is a wonderful book. Karen Tong, dog training instructor and child dog bite prevention educator, said this. This will definitely educate both children and adults about the correct way to bring up a puppy. It belongs in the home of all dog lovers and anyone considering acquiring a puppy. You can find us at jackandbillypuppytails.com and join the adventures. We're also on Facebook, Jack and Billy Puppy Tales. See you soon. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop till we're gone. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop, we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop. Welcome, 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 folks. It is I, Steve, um, and welcome to our second edition of our Off the Shelf series. Um, just a little bit of background here about why we're doing this. So basically, we we uh, we love doing podcasts. So um, what we thought, myself and Natalie, sister behaviorista, um, thought we would do is we would start something where we just get to to chew the fat, have a good old chinwag with um, other trainers, professionals, whoever really, but about dogs. So it's a bit more, this series is a bit more informal, um, a bit more of a long form chat, hasn't got the segments um, of our main podcast. It's all uh, available on the same thread, so it all gets delivered to you. You don't have to do anything extra. Um, And yeah, uh, I really enjoyed our last one with Carrie. Um, uh, And uh, another great thing is that um, my partner, Corinne, gets to get involved in these ones as well. So the other voice you hear is uh, is Corin. So um, it's really really nice for us uh, to talk to loads of people. So so let's get on to this week then. This week we have um, a uh, conversation with the amazing Hannah Sagrove and Lewis Nichols. Um, now they are both um, the the minds behind the amazing Think Dog uh, training and behaviour organisation in Auckland. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. They got um, you know, go and check out their Facebook pages. Absolutely amazing. So here's a little bit of a bio about uh, Think Dog. Um, created in 2016, they pride themselves on putting the dogs psychological and physical well-being first in all that they do choosing the most ethical and least aversive techniques possible with every case they follow methods based on scientific fact rather than opinion which is always nice and are committed to staying up to date on the latest developments in their field internationally as scientific research in the industry grows so does their methods and their techniques their goal is to help owners and their dogs live a harmonious life together full of mutual understanding and fun by teaching 
owners how to understand their dogs motivations and behaviors we develop emotionally robust family companions that can focus and thrive in our diverse lifestyles um amazing amazing little bit of right in there as well um so yeah um i think you're going to really really enjoy this they're great people um go and find them on facebook look at look for think dog they also um run a clothing company called ignore my dog that's absolutely awesome we talk about it in the podcast but you'll be doing yourself a favor if you seek that out as well there's going to be links in the podcast notes so links for all of these things but seek that out and buy yourself some garments because they are pretty awesome um i've got uh one myself that i wear from time to time but uh no spoilers we will hear about that so um here we go without further ado um hannah sadgrove and lewis nichols Red leader. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I guess the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was um, uh, you've had quite a year, haven't you? Because you moved, number one. Um, you're in Auckland now, is that right? Yes. Auckland, yes. West Auckland. And it looks beautiful over there. It is. It's really nice. We're in the bush. Yeah. 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 You're, you're kind of like a good place to be locked down, although New Zealand is out of it now, is it? Yeah, we're out of it, uh, out of level three now. So we're allowed kind of gatherings up to 10 people, I think. Yeah, it's a lot more relaxed and we've had no yeah. cases for the last two, three days. We've had one, oh no, sorry, we had one case yesterday, but it was a bit like a rest home that there was no transmission evidence or anything like that. So we've done pretty well, but I guess the concern is if uh, someone's got it that they don't know's got it. Then we yeah. risk another wave, yeah. yeah. Because everything's quite relaxed now. That's where we are at the moment, isn't it? And how does it how does it actually feel to have um, without the risk of getting things too political, like a decent prime minister? Pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty cool to have like was, yeah for us to be pretty much over with it. Yeah, yeah, because so fast, it's really cool. I mean, there are quite a lot of people who are giving her um, you know crap for going too hard and that kind of thing. And yeah, people kind of agreeing with it but i i saw a bit on the news where she was she just seems quite um personable i don't know much about her but where she was talking about uh what happens about the easter bunny um and the tooth fairy and are they are they classed as key workers and she kind of went with it (laughs) i heard today she got um refused entry to a restaurant, I think it was actually today or so, or yesterday, was it? I guess, hey, Olive, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it went. <laughs> and then her partner was like, Martha, I should have booked in advance, but I didn't. But, and, that, and that's yeah. to do with the fact that the, the um, because of the amount of people you're allowed in because of coronavirus, yeah, yeah. in people brilliant. max, yeah. Oh, it's yes. also the fellow called Dr. Ashley Boomfield, he's done really well as well, like the, the pair of them, in my opinion, anyway. Is he like medical advisor or, yeah, pretty much, yeah. and he's like every day he's up. Um, calm, collected. He got uh, he got asked about Trump, and he just didn't know what to say, and just went silent. <laughs> <laughs> Probably best. <laughs> yeah, like, I I don't know. And then 
Jacinda was like, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> move along, move along. Well, we should probably move out of the politics uh, uh, side of things. Yeah, we? don't get yeah. Steve started. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I well, first of all, let's, let's get into it. So um, tell us about... Um, well, first of all, how did you guys? So you you work together now as part of uh, Think Dog, is that right? Yeah. And so, how yeah. did you guys um, meet and and get together and and develop Think Dog and all that good stuff? So Hannah hunted me down. Wow. No, <laughs> 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 so we met at a conference uh, when Christine Dahl was um, over in two thousand and seventeen. No, 18. Yeah, it was 18 because Nando and Joe were 17. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll put and... a fact-checking uh, link in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was definitely. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, and then, uh, so, she, Christine was like, oh, we want guys on the left who've got a pain of, like, in the arse dog, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> guys on the right. Um, if you haven't got a reactive dog or anything like that, you guys go over there. And I didn't have a dog at the time, so I just like strolled over as if I was like a really good trainer. <laughs> I didn't have a reactive dog, but no, no, it just didn't actually have a personal dog. Um, and they go and find someone on the other side and work together. And I, I chose Hannah, and we got chatting. Um, and then uh, after that, I was like, "Oh, nice meeting you." And then she just like didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, it wasn't for a while, was it? And then about four or five months or something. Yeah, no, almost a year after. You made yeah. a really good impression then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we just got chatting, and then we it was not work stuff originally, and then we just chatted, and then that yeah. we got like the everything. rest is history. Yeah. The rest is hmm. history. And you already yeah. had Think Dog. Yeah, yeah. So I've been running that since 2016 um just solo or oh, i had a another trainer working for me for about a year before Taz came on board uh-huh. but just kind of cruising around by myself doing that and then kind of merged yeah and moved up yeah like a logical thing to do and something, <clears> something that really caught my eye on your website was it says that you're one of the few certified behaviorists in new zealand yes i know um, this is a hot topic for nat because Nat's our uh, our sister behaviorista on our podcast, so uh... I'm a register geek as well. I like a logo. I like to be on a register. Only dog related ones, just to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does it work down there then, Hannah? So there's um, in New Zealand, there's nothing in terms of quali- or qualifications for being like a dog trainer or anything anything like that. There's one certificate that you can do um, at a university that's a year long, and it's really it's quite kind of basic it's really mm-hmm. good um to get you started and that kind of thing but i think there's still quite a lot to learn after that so i've done my um my masters which finishes in 37 days mm-hmm. uh, through edinburgh not that you're counting <laughs> not that i'm counting <laughs> yeah exactly so i've got my postgraduate diploma at the moment and then my master's comes through if oh. i finish <laughs> in a month. what have you done your project on uh, I'm doing it on pretty much the Ignore My Dog campaign that we run. So it's kind of um, exploring people's interaction behavior with unfamiliar dogs in public and whether or not that varies with experience, um, experience with dogs and level of experience, whether or not they've had any um, any experience with like unsocial dogs or aggressive incidents and that kind of thing. 
That's really yeah. yeah, trying to look at whether or not people use environmental context or like dog related factors to determine what they're going to do. And what so you if you've been out, what have I been finding yeah. so far? Um, the less experienced people are, the more likely they are to go up and pet stuff, which we kind of assumed. Yep. Um, and the less experienced they are, the more likely they use dog factors. So like breed and size and that kind of thing to determine what they're going to do rather than okay. looking at whether or not the owner is present or if it's restrained and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what we like assumed anyway, but I guess there wasn't any actual research on it yet. So it was good to, to get that out there and actually have some backing to it on my dog. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know that's where all good ideas come from, isn't it? It's stuff we kind of think we already know, and then we've got to yeah. back it up with with some data. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're preaching it anyway, so you know, should probably have something else. You, you um, sorry, sorry, go on. I was just going to say you've had quite a good response to um the ignore my dog campaign, haven't you? With the t-shirts and bits. And yeah, that. it's been really cool actually because it kind of started. It started when I was walking to the gym and I said, we were on the phone and I said, because we'd, we'd worked with a, a, a dog that was reactive and I was like, oh, it's just, people just ignore dogs. It would make things so much easier in the initial stages and we should do t-shirts that say like, ignore my dog. They're a bit of a twat sometimes or something like that, just yeah. as a joke. I finished the gym and Hannah's like, I've designed it all. It's all ready. It was that night, I think we launched the... Yeah, it went live yeah. like from kind of idea so that, to, is, that is how that was born I've got, I've got one out. of the t-shirts I love the t-shirt I um I remember once I stood in um uh, Greg's which is like a um, fast foodie type bakery type place that we got here and I stood hey, with my back hey. to someone and it's got the old ignore my dog bit on the back isn't it on the, like, on the top of the shoulders yeah. some guys that tapped me on because I have my headphones and he tapped me on the shoulder and goes what does ignore my, ignore my dog and I turned around and it said because he's a bit of a twat sometimes and he sort of looks <laughs> like, oh okay <laughs> I love that reaction. Yeah. I've, I've worn it a couple of times to puppy classes as well, unknowingly, and sort of like taking my jumper off. And been like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> when there's kids in the class. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think they're quite good. They're just kind of conversation starters. Yeah. Um, you know, and trying to get the ball rolling on that a little bit and, and taking some of the stigma out of having an unsocial dog, which I think a lot of owners are you know, embarrassed of. or They feel so the alienated, terrible. don't they? And it, yeah. and, it, and it has worked for me a few times. Yeah. Like, there was... A video I posted probably quite a few months ago, and I, it was with a dog that was just really excitable when I, they saw other people. And a lady pulled up. I just started filming what I was, training I was doing, and as I did that, a car pulled up, and a lady popped out, and the dog started getting all wiggly. And then the lady got out, and was like, "Oh hello!" And then saw my jumper, and she's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I really like the one that's ignore my dog because like me he hates people or something it's someone along those lines <laughs> that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, and poodle the poodle ones you've done recently oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone needs to anyway yeah. for, uh, people that are listening they need to go and check out ignore my what's their website for that one is it just, just on the think dog, dog one ignoremydog.com they've got some amazing merchandise t-shirts you've got hoodies there as well now haven't you yeah yeah Yeah. so i've just switched over to um kind of doing a dropship system so everything's in stock all the time and hoodies and crews and t-shirts and everything it's really cool we've had a few high profile trainers wearing them as well i've seen around from time to time as well it's always nice a little bit of advertising (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
So, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, Adira. Because I was talking about saying about you having a bit of a year of it. Obviously, you moved and then locked. Did you get her just before lockdown? The day before. The day before. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow just yeah. Which was quite nice, I guess, because we've had the opportunity to kind of, you know, build a relationship with her and bond with her and stuff while we're figuring everything out. Yeah. Um, which She's, has been really nice. Yeah. So I, I guess the thing that most people overlook is... Like at the start, we thought about the management side first of all, mm-hmm. so because she's blind and deaf. We didn't, and because our garden was a bit of a sheer drop. <laughs> so we put like a, a puppy pen area around a certain part where we knew she'd be safe. Um, so she's got a smaller backyard. Yeah, yeah. so she can go to toilet and stuff. But then anything else after that, she goes down with us, so we can like. Yeah. Um, then also just simple things like closing the doors. She was she was a bit of a counter surfer. She is, is a counter surfer. <laughs> she's getting left. She's she's the, that behaviour is reducing only through management because we like tend to put food away or out of reach. Yeah. yeah. We are. So she's teaching exactly you to be same. very tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very tidy. Yeah. So, yeah. We've got a counter surfing Newfoundland. Thing. So, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel your pain. There's, we've literally, we've um, just removed, again, our kitchen done. So we've removed all the top cupboards and loads of things were on the side and now there's nothing. <laughs> just had to get rid of everything. It's, yeah. it's upstairs yeah, in a bedroom. I don't <laughs> think Peach just needs to surf, does she? She just needs to reach yeah, with her mouth because it's already there at her size. So. Oh, here yeah. she hey, is. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, cuddle bunny. She's her Zoomy time. So she might start going a bit silly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of management, but, all the other dogs have had to put away out of the room to attempt to keep her calm. Is, is it so she has another little nap before she does her zooms. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So how how did you find her? What what was the deal there? Right. So um, a friend of mine had a double male, a, a deaf and blind double male, um, who she was fostering. And I went and met that one just because it, I was kind of hanging out with her anyway. And she goes, oh, you know, Possum's up for adoption. Do you want her? And I was like, she is cool. Like, that that looks like the most fun training project ever <laughs> type thing. And then when I went to kind of progress with it, she changed her mind and decided to keep her. Okay. <laughs> so a couple of months later, the same breeder, I guess, um, did another repeat litter. Wow. And ended up with more. Okay. Yeah, more deaf and blind puppies. And so um, I found out when Adira was already in foster and she was already, I think, five months old when we got her, that, that she was up for adoption as well. And so we just kind of jumped in and was like, why not? On top of moving house and thesis and business. Perfect. Take on one of those. That's another stress, you know, just go for it. And the, I guess another thing to take note of is just the breeding standards like this someone whoever it was was trying to create a new dog called a batman hound i did i when you when i saw you post that i was like is this a joke oh i just presumed it was because of the coat because that's why we end up with lots of deaf and blind collies here though yeah they were trying to create i don't know he decided that he'd made the nicest dog in the entire world and he wanted replicas of it so um i don't know all the facts but it sounds like mum was a deaf already a deaf maybe double mill catahoulery thing and the dad's a husky cross border collie okay <laughs> wow. 
So we have a three-way working dog. <laughs> Mental case. All, all sorts of motivations going on there. She's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty full. Of, well, she is full on. She's, she's yeah, great she's when she's generally, asleep. Right. <laughs> she's not overly hard, or overly stressful. No, she's very, she's like, very cute. She's so sweet, isn't oh. she? Like, I just watch. I love watching videos of her. Yeah. I've watching all the little things that you do in terms of like the husbandry stuff <laughs> with the goggles, which I want to get onto in a minute. But she's, yeah. she just looks like she's a lot of fun. Yeah, she is. The absolute worst part, though, is because she can't see when she gets playful. She starts air snapping and she'll catch any part of your body. Yeah. I was like, leap to the face. Like sometimes when I'm putting fire on the wood bird, she'll just appear from behind me and then jump on my head. Well, Peach is sat on Steve's head tonight. I've got a picture of it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, literally just sat on my head. She's got, she's got no idea how big she is, and I kind of enjoy it as well. So you know, it's... yeah, you look like you're doing that. Oh, don't get off me! <laughs> he asked me to take the picture. He's like, take a picture. Of me. There have been there have been a few occasions where I thought my ribs are going to break, like when she's like, she's like a, fore, a forearm on me or something like that, and the whole weight goes on you, just feeling bend. You're like, oh my god. I think we worked out the other day that Peaches weighs the same as all three of our dogs put together. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. So we've got a combination of fifty-four kilos worth of dog, yeah. and she must be about that. She's. Yeah, I think she's about. She was probably about fifty now. I would think. Yeah, she was about forty-eight when we got her from the kennels, but she's filled out a little bit thanks to Mr. Trainee Pants here, with, uh, constantly feeding her. <laughs> but yeah, um, how how much does Drax weigh? Yeah. Well, well we haven't got to that stage of our training, but he we kind of guesstimated between 70 and 80 kilos mm. by kind of me vaguely measuring him and then asking other wolfy people how much their dogs weighed. Um, but I think he's probably, I mean, he's looking pretty lean and muscly now because mm. he actually is, you know, mm. he actually gets out of bed. Um, so... Now he's running around, but then I suppose if he's building muscle, it's still yeah, yeah, still yeah. heavy. So I haven't attempted to pick him up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the one day he does lie on me and I get a Peaches style hug, then I'll be a happy woman. I yeah. could die happy. That'll be fine. Bye, woman. You'll break the internet nap. I will break the internet. Yeah, <laughs> there's a picture of me vaguely under a wolfhound. That'll be it. <laughs> We have these we have these lofty ambitions that they're gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend. We're like pushy parents trying to put peaches and drugs together. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Arrange marriage. Oh, oh they will yeah, they will. They will. You will like each other. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to talk about the husbandry things that you guys have been doing um with Adira. Um two things. I know Corin wants to ask about the buggy, because that's Awesome. I love that video Obviously. with the buggy. It's brilliant. Yeah. I know. She took to it really well, didn't she? It looked like, I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you sort of say, oh, she's actually okay with the movement. Were you expecting to have to do more sort yeah. of groundwork before you could get it moving? No, I don't know, because when she's in the van, like, it seems, to, the movement seems to be a cue for her to settle and sleep. Yeah. Because okay. when we stop, that's when she gets a bit like, what's going on but if we're moving it's literally like all right and then she's, she's down cold. Yeah. okay we have a bit of trouble with her um 
in like crates or separated behind baby gates and stuff that we're working on at the moment. She gets quite frustrated if she's separated or, or restricted somewhere. So I kind of thought that that would be the same in the buggy and that it was going to be, mm. you know, quite a lot of work to get her to like chill out in there, especially if we're going out and having fun and she's stuck yeah. in a moving crate essentially. Um, but yeah, she just, the movement, especially she just didn't give two hoots. She's in and out, in and out, in and out. And, yeah, and she, she actually brought, like the first day we got it, we like, she got in it pretty keenly, was pretty happy, pretty chill. And then we went for a really short stroll. It's been like half an hour. Yeah. Pulled it back. And then we came and just did our thing. And then she just kept jumping in it. Aww. So we're now, actually, we're now actually using the buggy. It's next to the bed where she sleeps in at night. Oh, oh brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. She's just doing way better than in a crate. So we're like, well. And then I guess the if she does get a bit like anxious, we just kind of rock it like oh, a baby. Amazing. That's, and that's amazing. Nice to... Wow. <laughs> That was that, we were just lucky in that sense. We didn't really do much training. You know, I can't wait for your non-dog friends to come round and uh, <laughs> you tell them that story. But I guess for her, because she's like everything is really tactile. If she's got a negative association with like the bars of a crate, yeah, yeah the bunny's yeah, yeah. quite being soft. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. might be that in future we can swap her over to like a soft crate or something yeah. like that. But it's trying to figure out you know which aspects of it she's got the negative association with if she's fine in the buggy and not fine in a crate then yeah maybe that's part of it so, so, so it do, never do you obviously there's individual differences in in all dogs anyway but do you feel that some of the um frustration related behaviors or the separation um behaviors when she's behind a baby gate or a crate are are exacerbated because she can't see you or hear you or do you think a lot of them are just could be normal you know what we all go through with our younger dogs when we start keeping them away from us a bit i think it's partly frustration and kind of partly separation because a lot of the time she will um like she weaves or or a baby gate when she wants to come out but she'll often do it if she doesn't think that you're in the same room as her and she's trying to find you you're like oh you're there and then she's fine okay so i think like there is a separation aspect to it that we're trying to work through as well but it's yeah it's hard i think it's it is made worse by the fact that she's i think now it's more frustration yeah i think she's more settled now and um and because she does it a lot less now you know like like last couple of nights we haven't had at night time yeah it's just during the day oh yeah so during the day she gets a bit like frustrated Mm. and also because we've got other dogs and her and Pooh will get on really well. <laughs> but I think like it makes it more difficult to do the like training protocol for it. Like you can't do systematic desensitization the same because she can't see you walking away from the crate to come back. Yeah. 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 Either like for her, you're either right in front of her where she can smell you or you're not. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's no gradual moving away or don't worry, you can see me. I'm just on the other side of the room. You're either with her or you're not with her. Have you yeah, had any okay. experience before with either deaf or blind dogs? Um, I've done some training with deaf. I haven't had anything yeah. to do with blind dog. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. not, not, not to an extent where I can say I've like learned a lot type thing. Like, have, hmm. Do you know Morag? Morag is. Oh, but, you know what? My supervisor at uni mentioned her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's lovely. Um she runs well connected canine i'll send you her details because she does yeah, um uh like canny cross and stuff and she's she's uh, um yeah. got loads of experience with with deaf and blind collies particularly yeah. um okay. 
but yeah, she'd be a nice person to to network with as well. Yeah. Okay, that'll be great. That's mm. exactly what yeah, said, but I haven't done it yet. We like got a Canny Cross book yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we just have to figure out how to make a run straight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that segues nicely into the goggles because um, some of the videos that have been seen with the goggles are amazing. Um, you were hoping not to have to... No, you are going to use them. Is that right? Yeah, so she has, she's got microphthalmia where her eyeballs are underdeveloped and really small. And mm -hmm. so her third eyelid comes all the way over. And part of the problem with that, I'm not a vet, so I might bugger this up, but that they have underdeveloped like tear ducts and that kind of thing as well. Mm -hmm. And so her eyes are really injury prone in that she uses her face like a bumper car to find her way around <laughs> for a start. So if we're out bushwalking and that kind of thing, you know, the op having sticks and things get stuck in her eyes um, mm. is kind of inevitable, which hasn't happened so far, but, you know, it's At some point. kind of a medical problem. So they're really injury prone in that sense, but also they get really irritated by dust and sand and, and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea is that if we've got, those goggles, those rec specs, then it kind of might safeguard them a little bit or buy us some time and hopefully we can see if we can manage it rather than have them completely removed because she does have a little bit of kind of light dark awareness. Okay. And it's, it's difficult to know how much she uses that. Mm -hmm. We only can tell when we turn a light on or off. Yeah. She got turn light. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. And and like she can see shadows and things. If you walk past her in the sun, then she'll know that you've walked past her and she'll recognize the shadow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm worried if we get her eyes taken out, that'll kind of knock her confidence a little bit. Mm. But I don't know how functional it actually is. So, yeah, we'll see if we can avoid or delay having her eyes removed, hopefully, by using those amazing things. And you've done a, quite a bit of husbandry stuff in the in the past. I know you you have partnered up with vets and uh, groomers as well. Um, and how yeah, that's something that really interests you. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's um, I think it's just really underrated. And when we kind of when anybody gets dogs, I think that should be the goal. Like all mm. the things that we have to do with them should absolutely be everybody's kind of priority to make them comfortable with all the stuff that they have to kind of yeah have done every day anyway wouldn't um, it be amazing if 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 everyone put as much effort into yeah grooming nail clipping all that kind of data of just having a harness put on yeah. as they do to a spin or a leg weave and mm. you know it, it maybe it's just not jazzy enough and people like to skip the bits and yeah and i think a lot of owners just don't even know that it's an option or that it exists mm. they just don't think that it's it's something that you can work on it that you can fix you know like i I took um, the vet clinic that I work with. They're amazing. They're really, really cool. Um, and we've worked through getting Tori, our border collie, doing like voluntary blood draws and that kind of thing from her jugular. She was really, really needle shy. And in however many years they've been vets, they've never been able to do one cooperatively. And so they're kind of jumping around the room all excited, having a party. And I'm like, it's so sad. Yeah. Every single dog is getting pinned down for this. Yeah. Yeah. And we can train it. You know, like it only took a couple of months with a dog that hated being restrained. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not even that difficult. And I think if everyone started it when they were young and the dog was young, the, you know, the more you do, the easier, easier new ones get. The Training problem, her to do something else now is way easier. The mm. problem I always see in puppy classes is that people don't, you know, they don't see it as being a problem that every now and again they got a corner their dog to stick a harness on or, or so, you know, I'll just get over here and I'm going to get it done, you know, that kind of thing. And 
And the problem, yeah. I, I guess, the be- the best outcome you're hoping that people arrive to on their own is, you know, that they they arrive at it later on. They're like, oh, okay, when you've got to put like eardrops or something like that in your, in your you know in your dog's ears or eyes or wherever they wherever you might need to do it, and they're having to restrain them to do it, and then someone might tell them that okay, there's another way of doing this. You can you can get over this, but it's a hard sell in puppy classes um, handling. Yeah, stuff. and I it think really too, because especially at that age, they've got so many like the owners have so many things that they want to achieve with yeah. this puppy, or that, that priority mm-hmm. priority for them is you know making life a little bit less crazy with yeah. the puppy in the house, yeah. and so with cooperative care type things it's not a problem yet so why would you focus on it yeah mm. yeah you know, there's there's no issue there i yet. think that's not <laughs> training in general and it don't do anything until it becomes a problem yeah. so yeah. like oh, <laughs> that's what happens that's why we're in business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, to be honest i lump myself in on that as well because every year i think i'll do more uh training with with jack my collie about um getting his jabs and i only ever start it a month before it's due and i have a whole year <laughs> mm. i know I, I know i do it as well you know so it's just the human condition isn't it that we leave the deadline yeah. still when it is right there yeah, yeah exactly For sure life gets yeah, in the way yeah. <laughs> so um tell me a little bit about um your poodle because i i absolutely love seeing little videos of forest is it forest is his name is it yeah his, his real oh, name I didn't is know forest, his real name but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> real name is forest he got nicknamed poodle yeah a year and a half ago or something oh so and... his nickname's yeah. not twat then no? <laughs> <laughs> that's more of an adjective <laughs> that picture of him in the box um absolutely <laughs> cracked me up ah oh. <laughs> jump in the box poodle it'll be fun <laughs> he barely responds to his actual name which is kind of sad (laughs) and it's like you always look silly when you got this big fluffy poodle and you're like poodle poodle. he's he's in the room now he's probably like they're calling me (laughs) so how old is forrest he's two he's two two and a half now no, it's three, oh, three in, new, in New Year's. Yeah. And you've also got Taurine as well, who's 10? Yeah, she's a 10-year-old Border Collie. She was kind of my first dog she's that I got when I was 18. the best dog in the world. Yeah? Like, she's literally, like, she's not a pet. She's a housemate. She's like a flatmate, yeah. You know, she's like, Tori, do this. Okay, Tori, do that. Okay. Yeah, does she, does she talk in, in full sentences, like my Jack dog as well? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, can you go over there and get that and put it in there? Does it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, not because of any training I've ever done. He's just he's just amazing. <laughs> exactly. She's, yeah, she's pretty cool. I think she she set me up to have really unrealistic expectations of dogs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's a funny one though as well because when we take her to consults, she's like just chill, sits there and does nothing, and everyone's like, oh, she's so chill. You get a toy out, she's an absolute animal. <laughs> like. And you have to be careful. Like the other day I was playing with her and she's so quick. She literally got my whole knee in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I was on the floor demonstrating how to do something. um, Because I wasn't really concentrating. (laughs) I had this ball flapping around everywhere. And she just plowed in and got my knee. I was like, ah! (laughs) Never never take your eye off the collie. (laughs) (laughs) She is really cool. 
but then yeah so poodle came along like eight years after that and he was my first puppy since i was since i got tori i guess and he's like a whole nother kettle of fish <laughs> he's really really cool easy pet now like he's not super drivey or anything like that but um i probably didn't get him from an amazing breeder and he was really really hand shy from the day i got him couldn't couldn't handle him at all, all right. um which is why i got into cooperative care okay i was like how the hell am i going to brush him i got a dog that needs brushing like all the time <laughs> when i like <laughs> savage me if i put a brush anywhere near him so yeah you couldn't touch his head at all it was really really head shy so that's kind of what got me into the cooperative care going well crap he needs a groom in six weeks Got six weeks to fix it type thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's did he like lead a, did, really, really silly. He is really silly. I was gonna ask, did he lead you to the ignore my dog campaign or is it more that your work with clients that sort of led you down that road? Probably with clients. Yeah, too. I think it was work with clients. Yeah. I mean he I mean he's part of it as well because he loves people as long as they don't start with a hand over his head. Sure. Mm. And then he's sweet. If they if they start that way then like he's not scared of people or reactive or anything like that but he's just goes all stupid and doesn't know what to do with himself he just does his spins he just spins on like repeat like a broken record he doesn't know what else to do (laughs) my my lurcher grew has uh perfected the art of the disgusted look if anyone dare touch his ears because he said i don't know if you know what he looks like he looks like a big blonde hippie he's a big long-haired lurcher um and so everyone goes hi and he he kind of does a hand dodge and then gives the stare <laughs> and then he wants he wants to say her because he really likes people but he likes to lick their hands so but yeah but not like that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's like let me show you how we do this <laughs> that, that's what I think, like, tori and poodle they're so different in like lots of respects as well like tori she's just like you go like to touch her she's like no don't touch me yeah, but- she's like the most anti-social dog but like she will happily go and like we'll be like where's Tori and she'll be in the garage on her own as far away as possible from everybody <laughs> like just because she likes her own space and yeah she, like know. once a month she'll come up and jump up on the couch next to Tez he's like oh, Tori's on the couch take a photo like, <laughs> <laughs> that, like when she jumps on the bed and I'm like, like if I'm a, like asleep and Poodle jumps up I'm like oh, Poodle, what are you doing any other dog jumps up like that. If Tori jumps up, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, <laughs> but, then, but then you can't touch her or like smother her because she really doesn't want that. So you just have to appreciate her being next to you. So <laughs> I'm just laying and like, Try and play it cool without moving at all. Just yeah. like, this is yeah. the best moment ever. <laughs> Hold in the inner Lenny. <laughs> oh, I love inner Lenny. <laughs> we finally got a dog we can be Lenny with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and something else I wanted to ask you guys about as well is your mentorship program that you've got. Yeah. Because that sounds really, really good. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about that, let us know what it's all about. Yeah. So that's um, been. So we had um, Tyler before, and then we thought, oh, we'll just see if we'll do it again. Because mm. Tyler became like a really good mate. Yeah, really good mate. But then she also became a full time trainer at the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. So our first. Um, First mentee Tyler from Think, uh, what's her thing? Rethink. Rethink. Dog Rethink training. dog training and behavior. Mm-hmm. Just a little okay. plug for her there. Um, she also does our designs for Ignore My Dog as well. Ah, uh, really okay, cool. Yeah, we did all the original ones, and she does all the pretty ones. Yeah, like the, the newer <laughs> sort of like art designs. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Tyler did the poodle one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we started off with um, Tyler and we just had one of her, essentially, and um, it went really, really well. So she went from working in a pet shop full-time to working as a dog trainer full-time within kind of six months. And she's super nerdy and switched on anyway, so she was already kind of halfway there. Totally. She just needed a push. Um, and after that, we decided to kind of run it again and, and trial it with a group to see whether or not it would help having like a supportive community where they can kind of learn from each other as well and essentially have a bigger program mm. for them um and we've been doing that for the last six months and it's just going really really good yeah so like, we're really enjoying really doing it um yeah like some of the videos they're posting and stuff like they're just really really good even like the way they talk now mm. yeah and the mechanics you know, like, and everything you know, like, was it Rebecca yesterday? Yeah, Rebecca posted an awesome one yesterday. Yeah, so a lot of it is the lack of confidence and the fear that yeah. if you do anything, yeah. you're going to get shot down type yeah. thing. Mm. You know, so in the group, it's all non-judgmental. It's all like private, so no one else can get in and be like, oh, you're not doing it right. There's no nitpicking. Um, and people are just posting videos of what they're doing, how they're doing it, explaining what they're doing. Um, and then it's always like, yeah, really well done. Maybe do this different. Mm. or try this yeah see if it works coaching yeah yeah exactly. yeah exactly so it's not like a full curriculum course or anything like that it's more just yeah like a, a supportive community where everyone's kind of helping each other build confidence and and gain some knowledge in areas where there might be holes in their in their learning so we don't kind of take people who know nothing and turn them into dog trainers in six months or anything like that we mm. take people who are already quite nerdy um or keen to branch out into that and just kind of help them get there. So help them with the business side of things, mm -hmm. um, you know, behavior modification plans, get building up their socials, getting used to you know, talking on camera and doing tutorials um, and that kind of stuff. And most of them are, are already pretty good trainers or understand the basics. And it's just about tidying up their mechanics, helping them with yeah. how they word stuff or. Um, I think that's a big thing, isn't it? Like and learning behavior, because most of them kind of know how to, you know, teach some behaviors, but don't understand how to do reactivity and aggression. Mm. And that kind of thing. So mm. helping them start to get into that. That must yeah. be really, really rewarding, jump. I imagine. It's so cool. I actually really like mm. it. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I like it. And I think there's quite a hole, I think, in the industry where you can do a course like the KPA or the, you know, the certificate here in Auckland um to become a dog trainer and then you finish and you're qualified and then and then what you're like two yeah. 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 and then what yeah. and i think people need more experienced trainers to shadow or, yeah. or to yeah to be mentored by and to get into the industry and be like oh crap i've got this client you know they're really difficult to handle what do i say to them? <laughs> yeah yeah that's a you good know, point how yeah. do i how do i talk to this person they don't want to do this and we you know all of that kind of stuff that we take for granted when we've done it a bunch of times yeah, because yeah, that, that I completely forgot about that. It's like a lot of it is like, how do I do, deal with people? Yeah, mm. you know, like, I can train a dog, but it's it's the people side, you know, and, and that's something that's often overlooked, and that can be really draining. Yeah, you know, it's like, hard to learn. I think you know, it's you get um, burn out quite quickly, not from the dogs, but from other people. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've yeah. if you've come up through like an animal care background, which you know most of us have. Um, you kind of start off going into it because you prefer the company of non-human animals to humans. So it, I yeah. think our sector kind of lends itself to 
having to make a real effort and maybe it not coming naturally all the clinical skills you know the counseling and the reading people's body language and all Mm. that kind of stuff and that's almost a sort of secondary skill because you can shut yourself away with your dog and learn lots of things can't you and then it's it's going out and teaching people those same skills that's the difficulty often Mm. yeah exactly yeah yeah i was shocked when i started about how many people that i was even people i was learning from early on at the beginning had little if any people skills at all <laughs> do you know what I mean like they were amazing like with animals but I'd be like just I'd be shadowing people and being like Jesus you just said that to that person like you, know, you see the person's <laughs> face like, what the hell I'm like they're not coming back see you later do you know what I mean like sort of thing and it is it's but hard I've, work I've had it the other way as well where uh, people have shadowed me and they've got afterwards when the clients left they've gone well why didn't you pick him up on this and he said this and you did that and did you see what he did with the dog that time and you didn't say Mm, anything and I was like yeah because I'm building a relationship it's the first time I've met the client Mm -hmm. I'm not here to go you did that wrong you did that wrong you did that wrong but I've made a note of it all and next time I'll address it um learning when to let those little things slide like if someone mentions you know dominance or something like that you do that little bit of maths yeah. in your head it's like is this the it isn't the time to go into that spiel yeah. you know what i mean i feel like we're going to get along so let's just leave that one on the back burner and see what we can do today and exactly. then move on yeah, that's, a, that's a really good point as well because when i first started out if someone was like doing something in a way that i didn't think they should be doing it or using something that i was like, against i would let them know mm. and you, you're just burning bridges straight away mm. so now i just ignore it and i just focus on what i'm going to show them yeah and to the point where they'll be like well i don't even need this like, oh don't you all right <laughs> yeah. just don't worry about it then and so like, yeah. they're like they make that choice to not use it yeah or if they still want to use it like that's up to them but yeah. if i can only if i show them ways where they don't need to use it as much or to the point where they don't need to use it at all then that's mm. what i'm trying to do mm. rather than say look don't do that because of this that's something it's you're really, you're brilliant at, actually, mate. You're really, really good at that. And the, all of the little memes and videos you do on Facebook and that, you're great at getting your point across in a really non-confrontational, nice way. I like that. Oh, That's all right, mate. Just cultivating the bromance, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I wanted to ask you about axes. I know that's a, a little bit of a, it's going off topic a wee bit, isn't it? But you're a bit of a, a bit of an axe man. You seem just yeah. as happy well, balancing an axe on your finger as you do with a dog. Yeah, where's your hat as well? <laughs> yeah, go my ahead. hat is literally just there. I don't let it out of my sight. <laughs> so how did you get into making axes? Bit of a bit of a, a sharp left turn here, but um. Right, hang on. When I talk about axes, I have to have my hair. There he is. Wow. <laughs> now you look the part, mate. <laughs> Um, I, I, well, I guess when I got to New Zealand, I, I started going out in the bush and um, I just started to get all my gear and whatnot. Well, it's getting a bit sunny. I might have to put, look, my eyes are almost in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just uh, started using axes and I watched a lot of YouTube. There's a guy on YouTube called Wrangler Star and I'm like the biggest fanboy. He's just an old fella that like potters around on his homestead. Watch <laughs> 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 it religiously. Um, and then he started just being making axes and whatnot. And then I got a custom axe from some guy. And then I needed, he sent it, but it was a bit loose. 
And then I was like, mate, it's loose. I can't, you can't use it. So I was like, oh, we can send it back. And all this delivery, um, sorry, the price of what sending it back was going to be a lot. Yeah. So he said, I'll send you a handle. You'll have to hang it yourself. And I was like, okay. And then I did it and I loved it. And then from then on, I was like, oh my God, this is like, I just got lost in it. Like just using your hands, doing something like that. And then I started doing it again and again and again. And then now Hannah's like 11 axes is too many. <laughs> Unless the zombies so come, Hannah. If the, if the zombies come knocking at your door, you know what I mean? You might want 12 <laughs> <Exactly>. axes. <laughs> but it's pretty, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool, I guess. It's, like, it's probably an equal passion to dogs. I fall asleep mm. at night listening to Taz watching videos of old men chopping wood. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, dear. Like, well, all I hear is chopping. I, I like to pick out a quote and play at the very start as a little intro bit, and that is going to be the start of this one. Yeah. I fall asleep yeah. at night to videos of Taz <laughs> watching old men chopping wood. <laughs> That's not even a joke. I do. I do. I love it. I don't, it's one of them things. It's like in, so intrinsically reinforcing for me. Yeah. Like now I've started, like I've started turned it into a side business only because like I posted on this New Zealand made groups because everyone's trying to support New Zealand companies. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, oh, I want an axe, I want an axe. I was like, oh, okay. But Crap, quick, make a Facebook if, page. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, it was literally like that. But if, if no one had said anything, I would still be doing it just because I just love it so much. And then, cause I, 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 so last year I gave Hannah's dad an axe for Christmas. <laughs> this year just gone I gave her brother an axe for Christmas <laughs> so it's more just like I make so many I can just hand them out let's hope, let's hope none of them get into an argument with each other <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah, amazing that's... I think it's really cool I think the videos sound quite good to fall asleep to as well I think <laughs> what's his name say, say again what's Angler the... Star Rangler Cody Star. his name alright mate sometimes Steve you. listens to like angry uh, debates at night time and I'm like is this yeah. night time material yeah I quite like listening to atheists debate like <laughs> <laughs> Catholics and stuff like that. it's no wonder I'm so angry is it <laughs> you know do you ever listen to Matt Dillahunty yeah, Matt yeah, Dillahunty? yeah 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 I love Funny. that I was listening to Richard mm. Dawkins last night. I like a bit of Richard Dawkins. I like yeah, him. He's fine. always good. But in fairness, I think I probably should should be you know, watching people yeah. making axes in their sheds Woodshopping. rather than that. It sounds a bit more therapeutic than... Uh, it's getting back to just having your head in the moment, isn't it? That's why I like the repair shop so much. I'm basically uh, an 80-year-old man in a shed because my favourite TV show <laughs> is the repair shop where people take their old stuff along and then these people magic it new and it's yeah it's just amazing i fixed a lawnmower today you did fix a lawnmower i fixed today. nat's lawnmower today yeah and um i was so i went through all of the normal phases which is uh denial first it must be working mm. then i investigated and saw there was something wrong with it with my own eyes and then i went to anger which i like to go to that one yeah. quite for, for a good 20 minutes and then i went to youtube uh, and then, and then, with the help of Corin, I fixed it, and I managed to mow our paddock. There was there was a moment when he called me over. He said he needed my help, but I think it was more to show off about what he'd already done. Because <laughs> 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 he didn't need my so help. Yesterday, at all. Uh, Tez came in while I was doing some work on my thesis. He goes, "Oh, Hannah, I need your mechanical help." So I've got um, a bit of history, like playing around with cars and stuff, because my dad's into racing and all that kind of thing. So I grew up 
fixing cars and things like oh, that. That's handy. Oh, I need your mechanical help. I was like, okay, what are we doing? He goes outside. He's like, I need to fill up the windscreen washer fluid. <laughs> he's like, but don't tell me unless I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> In fairness, I that... you where things go. Also, it depends how dirty your engine is as well. If you've got a, like, a really dirty engine and you've got all of these things that are sticking out that look like, you know, like sometimes it can get confusing. Were I you putting like, it in the right place? Were you, were you right? It, right it yeah. says windscreen fluid on the cap. And it's <laughs> well, there yes, you go. That one. <laughs> we, um, we moved on from the buggy really quickly and um, oh, I wanted sorry. to ask something else about it. Um <laughs> What is? I know you've only just started going out with it, like just sort of out the front and stuff. But uh, have you had? Have you seen anyone with it yet? What What's the response been to it? Ah, oh, actually, out in public, I don't think anyone's seen it. Okay. We should like know. a courier driver be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we get a few smiles. Um, it's a weird one, I guess, because I feel stupid myself having it. Like, I'm super <laughs> embarrassed of that thing. But at the same time, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I'm kind of a bit I mean, you bought a very trendy it. one. It is very cool. Mm. I, I can only compare it. It's, it's not the same at all. But I was working with a puppy one-on-one um, and um, they were going to have a grandchild. So they want, and she wanted to be able to in the future take the grandchild out on the pram with the with the puppy. Um, so I was doing some work introducing oh, the yeah, pram, really and then good. I was getting to the point where I was like outside the front of the house with the puppy at the pram, and someone's coming over. And then uh, there was one point I got really distracted with the puppy and the pram ended up moving into the wall, and someone come over, and I was like, "Oh no, there's no baby in it. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Just went into the road. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, and that person probably walks away like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's hilarious. And you don't have time to explain these things, like why you might be using it. It's just that they see that in that yeah, moment exactly. and they just make an instant decision on how I crazy I think it's better you. that you just leave them, leave them thinking about it. You know, they're going to go home and go, you never guess what I saw today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make it worse. Start shouting it. Like, oh my God, my you, baby need, you need a T-shirt. Ignore my buggy. There's nothing in there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be quite cool. Especially like it's mainly there for Tori. I think at the moment, um, obviously Adira can't come running with me because she's too young. So I'd like to get her running when she's a bit older. But it's mainly for Tori because we're having to leave her at home a lot now that she's kind of 10 and got arthritis yeah and really she's, oh, she's oh adorable. look at that face oh my god she is adorable <laughs> i know i've got i've got one of those <laughs> <laughs> i've got four oh, but they're under my beard, beard. Yeah. yeah i know it's not as socially acceptable to hide it under a beard when you're female but <laughs> no. maybe i'll give it a go i don't Shall know we give it a go now <laughs> yeah or i'll just sweep my ponytail around that'll work <laughs> Start wearing hair like this. <laughs> yeah. Doubles up as a face mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I've given up um people thinking I'm weird with my dogs because I know that I'm doing it for them. So mm. I went um I think a few of my students were taking secret photos of me once because I took a uh, little fish um, when he was a baby puppy to lectures, but we do three hour lecture slots, so it's quite long. So I had my little papoose and he was just asleep in, in my little baby sling. Um, but hey-ho. Don't give Hannah any ideas. Please yeah. stop. 
I thought you were going to say about the time you caught the poo nap. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was skills. That was that. Well, yeah. So it's carpeted at uni as well. Um, And I I was late for my lecture. And so I was trying to get him to go. You know, when you just know they need to go. And I'm going into a building where he can't poo. Uh, anyway, walk through the threshold and he starts squatting. So just first reaction was. <laughs> that would not be my first reaction. <laughs> came over me. I just panicked so much about the carpet and I didn't want to put him off because he was only a baby. So I just, I just grabbed it and threw it in the bin. <laughs> yeah, like I've been doing, with Adira, when she's going to the toilet, sometimes I just go underneath with a poop scoop. And just wait. That's good. Cutting out the middleman. Yeah, I'm not with my hand. That's the difference. No, I mean, I think hand only is for emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I forgot about that story as well. Yeah, full of stories. <laughs> But the thing is with me, I can't then, I was so, I was, I had to tell someone about it because I was so shocked that I'd actually done it as a reflex thing that I went in, I then went into my class of students and told them all the story. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know why they keep coming back. But <laughs> So what, um, how in terms of your business um, has the COVID-19 affected you of it? Are you starting to get back to work now? Are you already back to work? What sort of stuff's going on over there? Yeah, we're pretty much, um, we're allowed to be back at work mm-hmm. doing everything pretty much now. Um, we do a lot of our stuff online, like with our mentees um, anyway. And we do quite a lot of our consulting online for people that are like outside of the region or you know don't need us face to face. And of course we do like um, board and train as well. So over the lockdown period, it didn't really change that much. We had a board and train dog from start to finish mm-hmm. who, whose uh, parents were essential workers. So we just had him for the entire lockdown. So it kind of was the same. It was, it was same. just no on, no in-person consults was the only difference. Yeah, and we, mm. no pressure to go and meet people. Oh, yeah. We didn't have to leave. We didn't have to pretend we didn't want to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, it hasn't really, I guess it's just shown us that a lot of stuff can be done online yeah. rather than having to travel and all that yeah. stuff. And you can just, like, you have just no, like, obviously there will be some cases where you need to go and show handling and all that stuff. But a lot of the um, things can be helped, like, a lot via the internet. We're having really good success <laughs> with the online consulting. So watching them train on their end, demoing with our dogs on our end, doing tutorial videos and and that kind of thing Which, for them. Yeah. It's, it's been just as successful as when we're doing it in, in person. And for a lot of the cases, you know, depending on what it is, if it's a really kind of fearful, anxious dog or whatever, most of what you're doing is talking. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consoles. Why are we driving 45 minutes yeah. and having yeah. them pay twice as much when we could do the same thing? I guess, yeah, we, we knew that, I could, well, like, because I trialed that like a year ago on Patreon where I did a, mm. uh, a tier where you'd get fortnightly calls uh, and whatnot. And that worked. We had three doing that and two really well. were reactive and one was nervous of things. And you saw just like, I saw a lot more success than I was expecting in a very short amount of time for the issues we were dealing with. Um, and it was, and cause you are coaching people cause it doesn't matter how well you can train people's dogs. 
you know it's, it's like if you can't teach the owners how to do what you're doing or what's best for your for the dog then you don't really get yeah. as far as you could mm. you know, a lot of it is just a lot of it is just handling yeah um, in, in situations go wrong mm. a lot of the time and you you add sorry so again I said you you had all all your online stuff set up already, where you didn't have to jump in and suddenly create an online course yeah. and come and like yeah. yeah, like everyone did the massive surge of like oh my god, we need yeah. to be online straight away. Yeah, we, we we've, we've been talking about online courses for a while, and we did it did prompt us to do one, but we we were shifting that we, way anyway. Yeah, we've been shifting that way for months prior to uh, COVID. Yeah, and so it was just kind of like carrying on as normal. Nice. Mm. In a lot of respects. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're coming up to sort of an hour now, so um, I think we'll we'll wrap it up if that's good with you guys. You got a whole whole day ahead of you. Yeah, and the sun's shining. Yeah, actually, I'm going to do a console in a, an hour or so. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks so much for yeah. Um, thank you. It's, agreeing it's to been do this. lovely chatting thanks properly. Yeah, I, I don't know you guys as well, so it's been really nice to meet you. Oh, we didn't yeah, talk. Good. Didn't talk about our crazy um, workout things that we've done. But uh, the most people will know those. Yeah, you can go and find that. Go and find that thing. We've been, I've been a bit lax recently. I've fallen off the wagon. Yeah, no, sorry, boy. <laughs> was... We've all fallen off the wagon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was all enthusiastic at the beginning of the lockdown. I was like, I'm going to work out every day of the lockdown. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come out of this looking like no. I'm going to come out of it looking like a slug. <laughs> <laughs> that's the aim um yeah uh so yeah thanks so much um anyone have you got anything you want to anything you want us particularly to plug what well, i'll do some show notes and everything and put links to everything we've talked about in there and everything but if there's anything in particular you wanted to well we've got we've got the online consultant we've got ignore my dog we've got patreon, probably patreon. Yeah. yeah so i guess we've got our online um community patreon that we do where we put all our um our video tutorials and and all that kind of thing up so they're not really going on facebook anymore they're up on on our patreon page you just get a little bit more because obviously you're paying a monthly fee but it's it's only small it's it's like it works out i think what about four pound a month five pound a month Ah. it just helps us um it just yeah it just helps us to be able to justify being able to spend time producing more content because like you know editing videos and all that stuff it does take a oh my god yeah a long time <laughs> and you just shoot like you know i make so many mistakes when i'm filming oh i love your um <laughs> like, oh what they're the best takes yeah yeah the, the yeah <laughs> it gets so frustrating after like the 50th time you mess up though and then obviously your training starts to deteriorate yeah the dog gets over frustrated. It. <laughs> it's like why are you acting so weird yeah. yeah, but yeah, so we've got that online community there, um, which has all the all our kind of longer video tutorials. So there's like twenty minute ones, and there's nose work series and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's about forty five at the moment. Oh wow, yeah. forty two. Had like a new new video a week, um, and it's kind of yeah, you just got free access to all of them if you if you sign up to that. And so your mentor, with- your uh, mentorship scheme, that's online, is it? So you're not limited yeah. to people can live anywhere and and yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we've got one in Australia. Our previous one was in Aussie as well. Um, but yeah, I think only one of them's in Auckland, actually, in the same city as us. Just here. Oh, that's cool. Oh, and Tony. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's kind of anywhere. That's good. It
thanks again for coming on um it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure um and yeah um yeah. obviously we'll speak uh, again at some point <laughs> some point in the future um yeah so stay safe um and i'll see you guys shortly yeah Cool. Awesome. Thank Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Night. Bye. 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 I'm back. Um, at this point in the conversation, what happens is I turn off the recorder, and then what generally happens, even when we interview people, is we get, you know, we, we chat again for about another 10 minutes when the recorder is off. Now, I've learned to press the recorder again just in case we get some gold. And this was one of those occasions. So um, we've got another extra 12 minutes or so here of us talking about some good anecdotes and things with our own dogs. So I hope you enjoy. Bye bye. She gets a lot of reinforcement from Poodle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Poodle I, love each other. They play, 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 play. Oh, she'll wake him up. Like, she'll jump on him and bite him to wake him up. And he's angry for like half a second. And then he caves and immediately starts playing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, no. <laughs> but she's really good in the way that she, how she interacts with each dog we have. So with Tori, she's got, she gets that like appeasement smile, low body, just wiggly yeah. tail. And Tori will just go, like, and then sometimes Tori plays with her as well. So she, like, sometimes she's like, well, maybe you'll play this time. Maybe you'll play this time. Yeah. Maybe you'll play this time. And a lot of it is management in the sense that, and we can't just interrupt it verbally. So a lot of it is getting up, interrupting it, sitting back down, getting up, interrupting it. So, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because, like, you can see our behavior changing massively because we don't even, like, try and interrupt it verbally now. Where we're just like, puppy's doing this. And then one yeah. of us gets up and sort of, yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're, and but now, but now we're also like so for her to sit, you go on a bum, double tap on a bum, and so we, I'm now doing that to Poodle or Tori. Like, <laughs> Brilliant, you know. That's like when I'm yeah. around children and I make a little kissy noise to get their attention. I'm like, oh, oh my god, yeah, yeah I'm doing that. All the time. <laughs> Don't do that with kids. I find myself saying to like my friend's kids, nice choice, Bob. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what I say to my dog. So I'm so sorry. I'm just train your child. But it was a nice choice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how yeah, our handling's having to switch, I guess, between the dogs. And it doesn't switch that easily. Yeah. Well, you'll really you'll just be like complete in mime, silent mime trainers by, by the time you've raised her. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be nothing. <laughs> But you also can become a sloppy trainer because you like you don't need to worry about them watching you. Yeah, so you, you can have your hands yeah. on your yeah, exactly. all the time. Oh, yeah, like, true. Yeah. All yeah. of that kind of thing. Like, there's lots of yeah handling things that just don't matter. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of handy and then not handy. And, and but then also you don't have distractions really. Like when you're out and about, it's just smell. So sometimes someone will pass. A minute later, she'll be like. Someone will pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. I loved her at but the like, park. Like, we walking. Yeah. She was We'd adorable. We'd taken her park. Yeah, once or twice now, yeah. But even, like, loosely walking now, she gets really excited going out, but then after a few minutes, she's starting to learn that if she, like, walks by your side and brushes up against your leg, you can see her little face looking up like... Yeah, so we're teaching, really we're teaching like, a tactile chicken the same way that you'd have a dog make eye contact, I guess. So if she... Yeah. pops her nose against our thigh that gains the reinforcement yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only been six weeks and now she's putting herself every time on the right hand side bop food bop food oh, nice. that's the thing <laughs> i've been working yeah. i mean i haven't done the same as you guys we've been doing a lot of management and just letting peaches settle in but the the icon like check-ins eye contact loosely walking that sort of thing i've been working on a fair amount with peaches 
for obvious reasons because yeah. she's bloody huge. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's just starting um, this week. Well, I think the last couple of weeks, I guess, but she's getting really, really good now. We really, were really, we really were good. laying in bed this morning, and Steve was like, "I really want to go to the beach today," and I was just like. Okay, yeah, we had a bit of a stressful day yesterday, and you might end up in the sea. Uh, <laughs> are you prepared for that? Like, is that something you want to happen today? He was like, Yeah, I really want to go. And it, it was fine. He didn't end up in the water, but he did decide to wear his swimming trunks yeah, just warm in my, case. I wore my swimming trunks and an old pair of trainers, and I was like, I was prepared. I was prepared to go in. And I, I had her on a long line on the beach. Um, only because I would have let her off, but we've got Penny, and she's quite There's exuberant not. at the moment, so Penny's tiny. And um, I threw it. She yeah. had a stick in her mouth and she gave me the stick and I threw the stick and I had that moment of, oh, shit, that's further than the long line is. And she was bounding <laughs> into the sea. And I, yeah, luckily enough, actually, the wave brought the stick back just a little bit further as she came in and grabbed it. But she was absolutely loving it. Seeing her in water was yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Oh, you brilliant. say that. Like, remember the first time we took uh, Dira out and we had her on a five metre lead mm. and she loves the water and then she just starts walking out and we're like, oh, but <laughs> we're letting her drag, drag the lead yeah and she just walked further and further out at the beach and we're like oh shit how are we ever going to get it back like she just has to come back eventually surely like, oh yeah, yeah of course yeah <laughs> if we've got the dogs with us normally poodle will go over and run over to her and then she smells poodle and comes back so that's yeah. quite handy yeah. <laughs> she does everything quite slowly like she will walk away rather than like bolt away yeah so you've got time to go and get her but it was just that she was kind of yeah, you know, a foot deep. Yeah, we, also because we were like turning and there was a little cove here. So the water was over here, but it wasn't here. So she kind of just walked in a straight line into the water. <laughs> we're like, oh no. I was like, I don't really want to go in there. Yeah, we'll just wait and see if she comes back first. I've got a vivid memory. My first childhood dog, Ben, um, English Springer Spaniel. We, the first day, I think, or second day we got him, my dad took us all um, down to the beach. Like, We're going to let him have a swim, let him off lead, you know, no no training, nothing, nothing at all. We went bomb into the water, bombed it into the water and just swam and swam and swam. And we just all stood on the beach and, he's just, and it got to a point where we could hardly see him. And I remember my dad oh, no. turning around going, well, that's that then. Uh, <laughs> and then we, instead of just, just going, we went and sat in the car and we sort of sat in the car sort of because we were on the same beach, like looking out and eventually you could just see that he was coming back like he was swimming back but he got he had gone he had absolutely just gone for it i bet he slept oh god yeah yeah i don't know what you know what's going through the head yep i'm going i know exactly where i am i'm off see you later guys and then at some point he must have thought sod this and then turn around and come back the other way your dad's casual response to it well that's that then it wasn't as casual as i just said in fairness one of my most embarrassing owner stories is when i first got jack and he was football obsessed and so i used to take him down to our our local yeah collie yeah um (laughs) local river where people wouldn't be playing football because the park was an issue um anyway he spotted a boy like b-o-u-y in the yeah, water right. halfway across across this river 
and just <laughs> swam for it and then he dragged the whole fucking thing back <laughs> it was it was anchored down into the ground and he was like disappearing under the water <laughs> but he was still coming still had the monkey old rope he was still swimming back and the, and the boy belonged to this guy that was doing canoe canoeing off the river and i was like i'm so sorry that's really bad isn't it what, what do you want me to do and he was like don't worry that's the third time it's happened today <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Not your dog, three times. <laughs> no, he was, we did some serious work after that because I was so embarrassed. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really was. He could have drowned and he would have drowned happy. <laughs> we talk about the toy all the time that I don't actually know if play, like playing with toys is fun. It's just something that she has to achieve. Mm. Yeah. And that kind of thing. It's like, she, you know, you, you have to get that boy. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. As soon as it comes out, her whole demeanour is just like, oh my god. Yeah. Like everything is a competition, I and it's, yeah. I, it's you just did a really good collie impression then. If they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scoob's thing like, was like I, he just, just had to have everything. He'd, if he got a ball or or had something, then he had to get something else immediately. So the mm. next thing, oh, I've got a stick and a ball now, and oh dear, <laughs> what else? What else could I get? Yeah. Like a kleptomaniac, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. But, and now I've got that, yeah. and now I've got that. <laughs> It was like a generation game. Do you remember when they used to do the old <laughs> conveyor belt used to come across? But I'll get that and I'll get that. And any inanimate <laughs> objects that were, that didn't mean anything before, he could walk past all the time. If he had something in his mouth, they would suddenly become interesting. How much money do you think Scoob's actually ate during his lifetime? Oh, Christ, yeah. He was good for eating money. I remember. <laughs> Definitely, he had... He had um, I remember I was washing up once and I saw him walk out into my garden with a £20 note in his mouth. Like, oh, right. <laughs> Walk out that way, and when I got in the garden, I found some ripped up. I've I put like a pile of cash from um, I can't remember what it was from now. It's when I first got Scooby. This was on the table, and it had gone missing. And then we caught him, didn't we? On well, it was not. It wasn't that long before he died. But no, I, I put so, like because he hadn't done it for so long. You just get you're like okay, that's not a thing anymore. So I'd put like I think it was hundred and something. Yeah, there. but some of the so the. They were still paper notes, the twenty pound notes, whereas the other, the ten pounds were the new plasticky ones. So they were still there, but the twenties had gone. Um, and I thought it was steam. So I'm like, why are you taking my money? <laughs> and doing all of that. And then um, we we got a little camera and we went through the events and you could barely see, but you just see Scoob's heads go off and then you just see it go again and you're like, he went off and got the money. Yeah, and we found some in his bed upstairs, like ripped up. like. But most of it had gone. He ate most of it. The bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was obsessed. He must have liked the smell of the notes or something. God knows. It must smell amazing, mustn't it? If you've got money, yeah. a decent sense of smell. Yeah. But that was yeah. it, though. He would never take anything else off of a table. He was an account There was a whole bag of sprats next to yeah. it, I think, or sea jerky or something right next to the money. I was like, you didn't fancy taking the sea jerky? <laughs> Man, oh, okay. Right, well, I've got to go and let uh, Newfoundland out into the garden. Yeah, I've got to go. It's suddenly got very dark here. I'm sat in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where everyone's gone. Just, they've all gone to bed, I think. <laughs> Thanks so much again, yeah? Five. Yeah, lovely chatting. Yeah. yeah awesome. I'll stick yeah. it up in um probably in a fairness before the end of the week. Um uh all but right. yeah, I'll give you a, I'll give you a heads up on all that gobbins, yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Take care guys. Bye guys. Bye. 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 Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. You too. Take care.
atoms collide Ourselves divide Just like they've always done A spark of life We multiply this right Has just begun And here at the end of a line the stretches back through all time Time Guided by a primal desire To simply survive Survive You can't keep it Genes compete This war is never won Numbers increase For reason and peace Are mass as one We're strong And we're opposition exists it's our duty to persist resist and fight and defend till the end another's right to all this this bliss a a kiss, you can't keep me down, you know, and I can't keep you down, I know, and it won't be kept down.